Hey Divas, we are so happy you joined us for today's podcast. We are three best friends on a mission to grow closer to God and encourage others to do the same. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram for more uplifting content throughout the week. Let us know if you have any topics you'd like to hear or if you have any prayer requests. We hope you enjoy the episode. I have to do like a one, two, three, four for myself. It's already recording. Okay. <laughs> That's what the novel Can you add that part out? Just whenever I go. Hey, Divas. I was just going to let y'all know that I'm going to start this video over. <laughs> tonight we are starting a new study. We hope you enjoyed the one on Beatitudes that we did and hopefully you're applying those to your life. That's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to start a series on women of the Bible and take some lessons. Hopefully we can learn some things from them. Things they did right, some things they did wrong. Um, so we're going to start with Leah and Rachel and their story is found primarily in Genesis chapter 29 and 30. So probably a lot of you have heard this story before growing up. So I'm just going to do a quick little summary to refresh your minds. So you have their sisters and Jacob, which is Isaac's son, which is Abraham's son. Jacob is traveling to find a wife and he runs into Rachel and it's just like love at first sight. And he tells her father that he will work seven years in order to marry her. That's just like the dream. I mean, <laughs> a man wants to work seven years for your hand of marriage. He's the one. Yes. Um, so when he, it's time to marry her, um, Laban, Rachel's father, pulls a switch and puts the older sister, Leah, and they get married accidentally because they wore veils and stuff at the time, so he didn't see her face. <laughs> so that's the downside. <laughs> so um, Jacob, of course, upsets. He didn't get the woman he wanted. And so he worked seven more years for Rachel. So in all, he worked 14 years to marry this woman. <laughs> um, so you can imagine how Leah must have felt. I mean, to have this man who you're, you know, you're supposed to be married to, doesn't want to be married to you. That's, I'm sure she felt terrible. Um, but then, you know, they start having kids. Um, and Leah has six sons and a daughter. And Rachel has two sons. And it took her a while to get to where she actually had kids. Um, so, you know, you have these, the sibling rivalry going on between these sister wives and <laughs> literally, um, and there's just, you know, so many things going on behind, kind of behind the scenes where it's like, um, like in Genesis chapter 29, verse 16 and 17 is where it kind of gives us a brief description of them. It says, Rachel was very beautiful in form and appearance, but Leah had weak or delicate eyes. Um, so we don't actually really know. Nobody actually has like a firm definition that I found of what weak or delicate eyes is. But I mean, it's compared to Rachel being beautiful. So you can imagine it probably has something to do with her appearance. Um, but I mean, I don't think it really matters. You just know Rachel was beautiful. Leah maybe was just average or you know, a little more homely looking. <laughs> um, so when I started having kids, Leah named her sons with meanings based on how she was feeling. Like Reuben meant, the Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now my husband will love me. Simeon meant, because the Lord has heard I am loved. He has given me this son also. And Levi meant, this time my husband will become attached to me because I've worn three sons. And finally, when she had her fourth son, Judah, Judah means, now I will praise the Lord. So it's like it took her 
three sons to finally realize at, at the fourth one that this child's a blessing to me because he's a gift from the Lord, not because I'm trying to get my husband to love me by having children. Um, and then Rachel, she was comparing herself to her sister. Um, she was saying, Leah having all these kids, and that, that's how women kind of prove their value by having children, especially sons. And so when she didn't have any, she went to Jacob and said, give me children or else I'll die. And I mean, it kind of sounds dramatic when you say that. You can feel just her pain, you know, by saying that almost. And Jacob says, you know, it's not my decision. It's the Lord's pretty much. He kind of tells her. He's also probably thinking like, I got kids. <laughs> right. It ain't on me. That's <laughs> true. I mean, I can empathize with Rachel so much. I know Leah is seen as like this more pitiful sister, I guess. Like everyone feels really sorry for her. And then once Rachel doesn't have kids, everyone's like, oh, she deserves it because she had everything to begin with. But I can really empathize with her with infertility because it's so overwhelming and confusing and really painful. And it is like a truly a grieving process. It's, it's a lot. So. Mm -hmm. um, so we're going to talk about comparing yourself to others and we're talking about Leah and Rachel. So when you compare yourself to someone else you you can't win at all because there's kind of there's kind of two basic outcomes either one you're comparing yourself to make yourself feel better than someone else you're not saying well at least i'm prettier than her i know mm -hmm. and by doing that you're putting yourself above someone and you're it gives you a proud heart which we've talked about pride before and so you know pride just is as destructive as the second outcome which is it lowers your self-esteem. You know, you're saying, well, I'm not as good as her. You know, I don't I don't have the same skills that she does. It just lowers your self-esteem and it kills you the same way. So, um, it's just a very destructive mindset either way you go. Mm -hmm. um, Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is the thief of joy. I mean, like he said, like you cannot find happiness by comparing yourself mm -hmm. to others. Um, you know, it, it just stops you from being successful yeah. by comparing yourself to other people's success. You're not going to grow. You, you know, you have to um, look at yourself and grow that way instead of looking at everybody else's success. Exactly. Yeah. Because there's always going to be someone that's prettier. There's always going to be someone skinnier or smarter or whatever. But, you know, God made you to be you. He didn't make you to be someone else or the replica of someone else you know he okay. he looked down from heaven um, this is just my thought and said you know what the world needs the world needs a savannah the world needs a marina the world needs ava and the world needs a you you know they don't need two marinas because we couldn't handle it <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but you know god made you for a purpose and it may not be the same purpose as someone else but it's it's for you, and that's he has a plan for you, individually. Like uh, Psalm one thirty nine, the whole chapter is talking about how God has like known us, you know, since before we were born. But verse fourteen says, "I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made." And I said that a lot with like girls type, mm -hmm. you know, events and stuff, because um, it's a good reminder. Because I feel like girls are really hard on themselves when it comes to to self esteem. Um, so, you know, you, like Ava was saying, God made you for a specific reason. You know, he made you wonderfully. 
you know, you just have to kind of find it and, you know, cultivate it a little bit. Um, this may be not the best example, but um, um, I don't know if y'all watch basketball or are a big fan of basketball or not, but I saw this example. I thought it was pretty good if it, you know, our, our, um, our theme, but um, like, if you look at Michael Jordan and LeBron James, like LeBron James, you know, didn't grow up trying to be like Michael Jordan. I mean, he grew up watching him, I'm sure, you know, and but he wasn't trying to match Michael Jordan exactly. You know, LeBron James looked at his talents to see what he was good at and grew in those talents and became a great basketball player as well as Michael Jordan was. You know, like he if he would have been focusing on becoming Michael Jordan, he probably wouldn't have been successful at all because he didn't have the same talents as Michael Jordan does. Um, he just looked and saw what he had in himself and grew on those things. Um, and that's kind of like us, you know, just like the examples we've been saying, you know, if you look at what you have and grow on those things, then you can find success. The only healthy comparison that I can think of is you know, comparing yourself to where you were a year ago. Mm -hmm. If you are healthier, if you're happier, if you're more selfless, if you're more kind, if you're more godlike, then that's where, where you want to be. But if you're not, and if you haven't grown, then maybe you need a little, little spark. I know, like, for myself, because I'm very hard on myself in basically every aspect of my life. Um, so, you know, I catch myself comparing, you know, to other people who either, whether it's something they do better than I do, something they have that I wish I had, um, or something at a point in their life that I wish I was at that I hadn't reached yet. And, you know, I, I, I try to catch myself if I'm, you know, feeling jealous or envious, whatever it is. And, you know, I make a, a mental list, sometimes I write it out as well, but, um, you know, just list the things that God has given me, you know, and... A lot of times I find, well, you know, if I did have this, then maybe I wouldn't be doing this other thing, you know, because I would have to be living here or I'd have to be, you know, whatever it is, you know. And so I wouldn't have the job I have or I wouldn't have, um, I can't think of anything else. But, um, you know, it's so you know, find the blessings that God's giving you and you realize that those are you know, just like just for you, God, you know, made you the way you are, so they're the blessings He gave you or for you. Yeah. I mean, I do that. I mentally tear myself apart, you know, on a daily basis. I tell myself, you know, all the negative things um, about me. And today, like as I was studying, I um, just decided to write down, you know, the things that I do have, like my talents, you know, that I, that God gave me and like, um, it was really hard to do. I'm not gonna lie. It was it was hard because I, my mind doesn't think that way. I don't think, oh, well, look at you know, look at how good I am at this. Like that's you know, and but we should we should lift ourselves up. You know, we should look at our talents as blessings and feed on those talents instead of you know putting them to the side and not using them. Mm -hmm. And um, but I would encourage you to make a list um, because it did make me feel better to see those things and be like, you know what. I'm doing, I'm doing okay, you know. Um, Self-esteem is really hard for girls, especially like in society today, because there's books and blogs and magazines and shows that are telling you what's beautiful 
and what's in now and you have to be like this for everyone to like you but I mean God loves everyone he loves you because he made you and he he made you beautiful and he made you just the way that he wants you to be I think the last kind of point I have about Leah and Rachel is it kind of shows that not everybody has everything together all the time you know, there's always something that somebody's going to have. And you hit, like we've been talking about, you had to look at the blessings. You know, Rachel had the loving, devoted husband, but she didn't have the kids that she wanted. And Leanne was the opposite. She had all these great kids, but she didn't necessarily have the husband who was just so in love with her. Um, but God still used Leah, and he He used her son Judah because that's where Jesus came from. That's the tribe and the lineage of Jesus. and it was the tribe of Boaz and David and Solomon. And so, you know, all these great men that we talk about from the Bible came from Leah, you know, the the unloved wife. <laughs> so, I mean, God is going to use you in a way that's going to be blessings for you and for your family and for the future. Anything else? Um, I do have one quote. It says, um, if God had wanted me otherwise, he would have created me otherwise. I just thought that was really good. Just like Ava was saying, Miss Dan was saying, I mean, um, he put you on this earth to be you, you know, not to be somebody else because there already is somebody else, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, All right. So to conclude, we just want to encourage you to, you know, always do the right thing. And as long as you're serving God and trying to do what's right by him, then, you know, look, just learn to be you. That's, it sometimes it takes some practice and some learning to learn to be you and God will lead you where you're supposed to be in the right time. And always remember to be kind, be humble, and be you. Hey! <laughs>